Happy New Year to all of you Razorback fans out there as we run into the year 2023. Let's take a look back on the three best moments of Razorback sports in the year 2022. Kind of an end of the year, new year recap, however you want to put it. It doesn't matter. We're going to check it all out on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody had a wonderful new year as it uh, was uh, kind of a weird one. Anytime the new year arrives during the weekend, it's always makes it, makes it a little bit strange. But I know a lot of you are probably having the day off today. Maybe you're getting January 2nd off. Uh, as part of the whole deal and whatnot. And honestly, I, I was kind of happy that nothing too crazy happened in Razorback Sports over the weekend because I really wanted to to do this episode and doing a recap and looking back on some of my favorite and the best moments uh, from the year 2022. And then as this week goes on, I'm going to have some really good things to talk about uh, that I thought about over the weekend dealing with uh, not only Arkansas, but some other teams that have impacted or have shown some influence on what Arkansas can be. And so that'll probably come up tomorrow but this works out perfectly this works out perfectly because i'm going to look back on the three best moments in my opinion of the razorback sports year you can call them my favorite razorback moments you know however you want to call them that but these are just my opinion some people may rearrange them some people may disagree although i feel like some of them pretty much everybody's going to be unanimous on so let's go ahead and dive into the number three Best moments of Razorback sports in the year 2022. And actually, it was what's welcomed the year of 2022 as Arkansas football goes on the road into Tampa and to win the Outback Bowl over Penn State by a final score of 24 to 10 uh, back on January 1st. So, you know, I picked this moment and, you know, it's we're going to have all these different sports basically represented. But I chose this moment as the number three one because I remember how I felt after that game. And that's really what it comes down to is how I felt after the end of the game or after the end of this event, whatever it may be. And it capped off Arkansas winning a not having a nine game, nine win season. It was the most wins it ever had in a season since Bobby Petrino in 2011. It was a year to where they finished ranked in the top 20 for the first time since Bobby Petrino. It was a year that seemed like even though they lost some games that uh, you look back upon and they shouldn't have lost, you felt like, hey, they gave Alabama all that they wanted on the road, a team that ended up going into the college football playoff. They you know, shouldn't have lost to Auburn. You know, it just is what it is on that one. They, uh, they ended up uh, losing uh, a game like, you know, it just it was frustrating because like Georgia, you know, they had to go on the road. He had to play them on the road. And that one was that one didn't go very well for for Arkansas at all. So they just had a few games here and there that were a little frustrating. The Ole Miss game, of course, was like down to the wire, two point conversion away from winning it. So even though you lost games that year, even in the games you lost besides Georgia, it was either you had a bad game, but you were the much better team. 
You either gave one of the best teams all that they wanted on the road, or you were a simple two-point conversion away from winning a game. Like you, you were close. You were close to having a double-digit win season and really putting a stamp on where you belong in the SEC. And last year, in last season, Arkansas ended up finishing third in the SEC behind Alabama and Ole Miss, two teams that they were this close to actually beating. It was such a great feeling to have Razorback football relevant once again. Now, I know we went through this season already, and we've already gone through all the struggles and trials and tribulations and frustrations that this past season had on so many of us. But just looking at that moment, though, that's what we're looking at, just that moment. Do you remember how you felt after that game? you remember how you felt when you went out there and you had just a tremendous season? And Because pe people forever, especially during the – Brett Bielema era and even the Chad Morris era, people outside the state of Arkansas kept telling you how, hey, you're an irrelevant football program. You should be happy to even make a bowl game. You know, hey, like it's just Brett Bielema and Chad Morris, it's not them. It wasn't because they were bad coaches. It's just tough to win at Arkansas. That You just can't win there because you're in the SEC West with all these better teams and blah, blah, blah. That's what the mindset was from so many people outside the state of the uh, state of Arkansas. But all of us here in the state, all of us knew we're like, no, that's not true. That's not true. Arkansas can be a place where you can be competitive in the SEC West. It is. It's not impossible. You just got to have the right coaches in place. You got to have the right people in place. It's been proven before. Like Bobby Petrino didn't have any problems winning in Arkansas. And that was during the time when the SEC West, even the SEC in general, you can make the argument, was at its strongest. But nobody wanted to hear that. It's because people liked Brett Bielema because he was nice and he, you know, he's a good friend of the of people. And they're like, no, no, no. It, it was more about you. You were the reason why he couldn't succeed. One because of other reasons that he just gave up and mailed it in and was a bad coach that uh, took advantage of a, a lot of money and just took it for granted his job. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was the fact that uh, you had such a bad program that just couldn't get to that point. Well, they that got proven wrong. That got proven wrong. And that Outback Bowl victory solidified a great year. Nine wins. I mean, like take out the Petrino years. Like Arkansas has not had that many nine-win seasons this millennium. And you had two, the two of Petrino. You had, uh, I think, two or three with Houston nut. I think it was only two with Houston nut. You had a nine win season in early 2000. You had that 10 win season. So it's not like it happened a whole lot. And then Brett Bielma, this coach that everyone loved and said how great he was, that dude bear, didn't even really sniff a nine win season. And so you got to that point to where you felt like finally, it, this is where you belong. You're being talked about in the way that you know you should have been talked about the whole time. And that's what that feeling was. Now, we know, again, how this season went. But even after this season and, and the struggles that it had, I still don't feel like Arkansas is still in a relevant program that can't compete in this conference. Because even back in this season, as we talked about, Arkansas was this close to winning nine, ten games. Like, they were. They were competitive in these games. And, you know, it's just a, it was just a bad circumstance. But you mean to tell me that Arkansas can't compete in this conference, can't compete in this division? I don't buy that. Sam Pittman proved it in year two. And that was another thing, too. Sam Pittman went from a cove, like he came in with literally one of the worst situations you can find yourself where Arkansas had won eight games in three years. 
eight games in three years. He came into a situation with COVID hitting. He didn't get a spring practice. He didn't get summer workouts, barely got a fall camp, got a 10-game SEC schedule, which without a doubt, the SEC did so good by Arkansas by giving them Florida and Georgia, uh, the toughest schedule you could possibly ever have. And he won three games in that year. And then the next year, he comes in and he ends up winning nine games. One of the quickest and greatest turnarounds you'll ever see. I still believe in Sam Pittman. I still believe that next year can be a really good year. And I still believe that there's some reasons to be hopeful about it. That's just me. But that was just a great feeling to know that you kind of proved a lot of the haters wrong. And you had a quarterback in KJ Jefferson that, you know, just you could, he was had that it factor. You know, Traylon Burks, I know that he didn't play in the bowl game, but that season he had where he's one of the greatest. I still think he's like it's like McFadden, Matt Jones, Traylon Burks, all in that as far as here in the modern era of Razorback football, the SEC era of Razorback football. Those are the like once every like generation type of athletes, in-state guys too. And so seeing them and, and playing that way and then that Texas game and rushing the field and like all that stuff, it just really got solidified after the, the season came to an end and, and you were in Tampa on New Year's Day against a high-quality Big Ten opponent. It, the weather was perfect. Everyone was watching it, and you just took care of business. You shut the haters up, and it was so glad and so happy to see that. So that was my number three. My number three favorite best moment of Razorback Athletics in the year 2022. We'll talk about the number two here in just a second. But first, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you should surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract the qualified candidates to open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data, and by using the insights from your job post co company and their 875 million member profiles to put you in front of the most qualified candidates that you need to be put in front of. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualification all to one platform. So LinkedIn Jobs, remember, helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the number two favorite best moments of Razorback sports in the year 2022, and that is not the moment right there that uh, I wanted to. So I, I, my graphics have been thrown off again. Man, I started off the year so badly. We're going to keep it right here, so we'll just go with it. Number two. <laughs> that was last week's number two. Uh, this one is probably pretty obvious to, to most of you, but it was really just the run that Arkansas baseball went on into the college world series and getting back to Omaha because we all know how the year 2021 ended for Arkansas. They were the number one team pretty much the entire season. They did not lose a single uh, SEC series. One of only two teams to ever do that in their history of the SEC they also had a guy named Kevin Copps who racked every award you could possibly have, who was one of the best, at least was one of the best performances you would ever see in college baseball. He took care of business, but you lost in the Supers. 
So then the next year, you lose Kevin Copps, you lose a few other pieces, but you gain some other guys too. And the expectation, as always, with Arkansas baseball is to make it to Omaha. But there was some feelings that maybe this year is not going to be as good. Maybe there's going to be uh, some problems there. But hey, you got some. You got pretty much your entire infield back. Uh, you got some quality young guys coming in. You got a you know a phenomenal like Peyton Stovall coming out of high school. He's coming in too. So maybe it go really well. But Arkansas started off pretty fairly. Uh, they you know had a game, a couple of games here that they lost. Like they went down to the Round Rock Classic. They lost to Stanford, which we'll come back here in a little bit. Uh, they ended up losing to Southeastern in uh, one of the opening series games there too in the non-conference. And then they kind of went on a run and they took care of business in the non-conference. They swept Kentucky at home to start SEC play. And then they go to Missouri and they win two out of three in Missouri. Okay, go, go, doing some good things, doing some good things. Then they play Mississippi State, the defending champs and a really high-ranked team. Arkansas wins two out of three. Almost swept them. The, the th final game went to 12 innings, but couldn't, couldn't come on top. So they went two out of three. Well, then they go to Florida and they lose this one, the series. They win game one, eight to one, but then they lose game two and three to lose their first SEC series in a long time. All right, well, that's going to happen going on the road and everything. But then you welcome LSU into town and you sweep LSU. That's not easy to do. And LSU was a good baseball team last year. Arkansas sweeps them. So they're back on track. They're back in the winning ways. But then they go on the road to A&M and they lose two to one in a frustrating game. And they win game two and you have the rubber match coming up. And they lose that one 11 to 10, which was a crazy game. So they lose another series. Frustrating. Then they go and play Ole Miss. They win that series. Okay, good. Ole Miss ended up being pretty good that year. I don't remember. But still, they won that series. And then you take on Auburn, another really good team. And you win that series. So things are going really well, even though you had some couple series here and there. But you're taking care of business. You're beating really good teams. But then you lose the series to Vanderbilt at home. And you lose the first game in 10 innings. And then the final game was playing in seven innings. And you lost that one. And then you go to Alabama. An Alabama team that has no, they're not even getting into the postseason. Like, they're not a good baseball team. And you lose two out of three. You win game one, but you lose game two. And then you get smoked in game three, 18 to five. And then you go to the SEC tournament. You have to play Bama again. Well, guess what they do? They beat you again. <laughs> the start. And then you lose to Florida. You're 0-2 in barbecue. You lost your chance of hosting a super regional or even a regional. You're not hosting. It, it, it's over. It's over for you. You're done. And I remember the feeling everybody had just saying, this sucks. Our team sucks. We're not going to do anything. It's awful. Like, we just oh, we just completely and totally crapped the bed. It's over with. This, this, it's just not our year. And, you know, Dave Van Horn needs to fire somebody. These players stink, whatever. We can't hit. Fire Nate Thompson. Like, it was just all those comments being made. But then postseason play starts. And Arkansas has to start over by going to Stillwater against uh, the number six overall uh, seed in the NCAA tournament. And Arkansas goes over and they take care of Grand Canyon in game one. But then they take care of business in a thrilling fashion against Oklahoma State in game two, winning 20 to 12, which that one just was a home run, uh, like, like great game. And that was the, also the game where I think Oklahoma State walked or hit batters four or five straight times to give Arkansas not only the tying run, but to lead. And then balls battles, knocks a grand slam deep into the night. And Arkansas takes care of business. But then the next game, they play Oklahoma State again. They lose in 10 innings, an extra innings, 14 to 10. So you have winner go home situation between Arkansas and Oklahoma State. And Arkansas wins seven to three to win the regional. And Monroe Rock Regio getting up there to bat. And bases were loaded. Arkansas was holding on to a very slim lead. 
and Hagen Smith comes in, true freshman, throws it right down the pipe, strikes him out swinging, the inning's over, and Arkansas goes and takes care of business. Just could not ask for anything more. Arkansas moves on to the Super Regionals as they will be facing North Carolina Chapel Hill. But let me say this. That Oklahoma State team, I still believe, was one of, if not the best team in the NCAA. I still think that was the best team Arkansas faced all uh, postseason. Better than Ole Miss, better than any other teams that were in the World Series. Oklahoma State, I still believe, was the best team that Arkansas faced in postseason. And the fact that Arkansas won that series and won that regional was huge. They go on the road to North Carolina and Chapel Hill, and they sweep them. Two, they win the first two games. Win at 4-1, then 4-3. I remember being out there at Chapel Hill. Awesome campus. The fans were awesome, too. It was a really cool place, but Arkansas took care of business, and they get to go back to Omaha, a thing that nobody thought was possible at the way at the end of the regular season, and especially in SEC tournament play. Nobody thought that this team would get back to Omaha, but they did. They took care of business, and now it came down to, all right, so what are you going to do in Omaha? Well, they started off facing Stanford, a team they faced earlier in the year and lost, and the number two overall seed, a team that's playing really good. Arkansas plays them game one and beats the brakes off of them 17-2. to just destroyed them and they they got knocked out early and then they go on to face Ole Miss which Arkansas loses that game 13 to 5 and so then they face Auburn in the elimination game they smoke Auburn 11 to 1 and then they face Ole Miss again they win that one 3 to 2 in what was one of the most stressful games at the very end of the game that I could ever possibly think about and then Arkansas season unfortunately ended to Ole Miss 2 nothing but as Omaha goes on or Ole Miss goes on to win World Series in Omaha. So that's that was really frustrating. But overall, though, thinking back to that moment and getting back to that point and being a team that gets back into the World Series the way Arkansas did was incredible. Like that run that they went on was incredible in postseason play. So many people counted them out and didn't think that they were any good and didn't think that Dave Van Horn was going to get it done. And, you know, again, the thing that's missing from Dave Van Horn is winning a title. Like nothing impresses me anymore. Maybe bad to say, but nothing about a baseball team impresses me anymore. You've won every individual award possible. You've had some of the best players. You've had some of the best years. You have won the SEC regular season. You won the SEC tournaments. You've won uh, regionals and super regionals. You've hosted. You've you've done. You've run round rocks. You've run. You've won the you know the the uh, these other in season tournaments down in Texas. Like you've done every single thing you can possibly do, except for winning a World Series. That's the only thing that's going to impress me now. It's probably the only thing that's going to impress all of you. But I believe one day it'll get done. I'm hopeful. But the fact that this team showed that much resiliency and a team that a lot of people just ruled out, getting there in postseason and the fight and determination they had was pretty awesome. It was pretty incredible. So my number two, Arkansas baseball, making it back to Omaha when so many people counted them out. We'll talk about our final moment and our most favorite best moment, which I'm sure you are probably going to already know about. Uh, here in just a second. But first, like I tell you, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, they have those out there at BetOnline as well. So they're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, the number one moment for Razorback sports in the year 2022. 
to me, it's not even it's not even a question. It's not even close. Arkansas basketball defeating Gonzaga, the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, to advance to the Elite Eight for the second straight year. Now, I may be a little bit biased, and I will say that all these moments that we're talking about here, I was actually there in person to witness all of them. So that probably makes it a little bit more um, exciting to be there in person, which I'm not trying to do it in a bragging way. I'm just saying, like, when you when you witness it in that regard, it's something that sticks with you a little bit longer. It's great for everybody, but for Arkansas, going into the NCAA tournament and knowing the season they had last year, it, it was a great one. And it was kind of a weird one in the regards of, if you think back to the talent level, the individual talent level that Arkansas had, Jalen Williams was the only NBA player. I mean, he got drafted, and that was awesome. But, like, you did not have a whole lot of offensive skills like on your team. You had a lot of guys that kind of just would have moments here and there but really weren't that great. And they were still able to do just as good, if not better, than what they did the previous year when they had some elevated individual talent and a little bit more depth, too. But Arkansas took care of business in game one against Vermont, which was a tough game up in Buffalo. People forget about that. Like, I remember uh, talking to Muss and some of the coaches, and they're like, this is not a – we did not get a good draw. <laughs> like, Vermont was really good. And they showcased that, and Arkansas took care of business, ended up winning that one. And same thing against uh, New Mexico State in the next one. Arkansas, they were a really good team, really low-seeded, if you will. But Arkansas took care of business against them. And they had the San Francisco, and everybody was like, oh, geez, four-seed Arkansas going up against the number one overall seed, Gonzaga. They got a guy like Chet Holmgren, who's probably going to be a, a lottery pick, maybe the number one pick overall taken in the draft. They got Drew Timmy. They got a lot of experienced guys from the team for four that ended up going to the national championship and uh, almost going undefeated. Like They got this entire crew of guys that are just so good, and Arkansas doesn't match up well because they have so much size and length. And Arkansas, they really only have – one or two guys that are actually uh, capable of, you know, being able to guard anybody down low. So it just did not feel good. The matchup did not feel good going into this one. And it was just a magical moment and in a magical run and a magical game, Arkansas. Like J.D. Note, going back to this, had 21 points. He had 21 points. I'm 9 of 29 shooting. Like, he almost shot 30 times, which you had to do. He, like, he had to do that. Now, he was really the biggest offensive threat that Arkansas had. He had 21 points. Jalen Williams had 15 points and 12 rebounds with uh, three assists and one block. But the guy, the, the, the unsung hero, if you will, was Trey Wade, who never really showed any sort of offensive prowess whatsoever. But in this game, had 15 points, goes three of four from three-point land, had seven rebounds, as well as a, an assist, a steal, and a block. Just phenomenal play. Audis Tony was great defensively. He was the defensive dude. Stanley Amude. Uh, did not play a whole lot in this game, but did have six points. Devo Davis came in at, at, with 25 minutes, and uh, he was able to spell a little bit there between him and Amude. But even Drew Timmy had 25 points in this game. Chet Holmgren fouled out, but only had 11 points and 14 rebounds. But the key and what, what made Arkansas win this game, and, and of course you could look at individual performances and great defense that Arkansas played, which they did, because Gonzaga, for those who don't remember, they were averaging 90 points a game. 90 points a game. And in this game, they only had 68. So well, well, well before uh, below their average. But what made Arkansas and helped them win this game was a simple thing of turnovers. Arkansas had eight turnovers in this game. Gonzaga had 15. That was the difference. Great defense, causing turnovers. Chet Holmgren uh, getting fouled out of the game was, was huge too. 
and Arkansas doing a really good job of going inside and shooting really well. Uh, didn't shoot well from three. They hit seven of 25, but still has 28%. But Gonzaga didn't shoot well from three either. Gonzaga also shot six more free throws in this game and made six more. And so it, it wasn't even like Arkansas got bailed out at the foul line. They got out-rebounded in this game too. And like the craziest thing is also Gonzaga only had three block shots. For as big and as long as they were, they only had three block shots in this game. Arkansas had six. But it came down to turnovers. It came down to the fact that Arkansas minimalized their mistakes and they were able to get Gonzaga to have more turnovers than they normally did because I think they were only averaging around 10. And that was the difference in the game. But how awesome was that? Like, how awesome was that moment of being able to knock off the number one overall seed and everyone watching and everyone was rooting for you for the most part? They love the underdogs. And uh, I wish I could play it, but, you know, copyright stuff. But, you know, hearing Jim Nance of saying, you know, Fayetteville is 1,200 and whatever miles away. But you can hear the call of the hogs all the way from San Francisco. Like, just hearing Jim Nance say that. And, to beat the number one overall seed. And, and, and when you just didn't feel like you had a chance, you didn't feel like you matched up well. But with Eric Musselman, <clears throat> you can never count him out, especially when he has time to prepare. But that was my favorite moment. And I remember being there in San Francisco. And sometimes it's really hard to be an astute member of the media that tries to act professionally at times. But I was there with other media guys. And we all kept it cool. But when we get down into the tunnel, we're trying to get to the press conference and everything. We are just like, okay 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 could they could they do this could they really get to the final four like that was the question i know that duke was in front of them and they ended up losing to duke anyways but it was like one of those things like hey man if they can beat gonzaga they can beat anybody and so there was just this feeling of like oh my gosh oh my gosh is this gonna be it this is gonna be it can you believe this blowing of minds and then arkansas of course lost to duke still had a great year still know this season's got a lot of time left but they signed an incredible class but Without a doubt, that was one of the best feelings I've had, not only this past year, but as a Razorback fan in a long time, to be at that point, to knock off some big Goliath in the NCAA tournament, to be that team that knocks off the big high seed team, to be not, you're not a Cinderella story because you're Arkansas, but to have that big upset and, and just to see all those Gonzaga fans go home where it was so close to where they had, like they had all the fans there, they all traveled well, they were all very upset and angry and and sad and all that, but man, it just felt good to wave bye to him. Be like, hey, that's really cute that you have a great basketball program out there in Spokane, but you just got whooped by the Arkansas Razorbacks where they have one guy that's over the height of six foot eight, and you had like four seven-footers. Felt pretty good about that. But what a year. Hopefully 2023 ends up being an even better year for Razorback Athletics. I'm hoping, I'm praying, let's see how it goes. <laughs> but if it can get off to a really great start with Razorback Basketball, and if they can continue on and have some great moments in basketball and maybe even do some damage in the NCAA tournament once again, I think it'll be another great year for Razorback Athletics. But appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.